0: hello hello Liam you okay
1: yeah very well yourself
0: yes not too bad this week thank you very
1: much good another week has flown by not fantastically interesting for me but I believe there was a, a bit of a sprint race on yesterday that uh,
0: <laughs> got you excited a little bit. Yes. Should we start with the Formula One? Yeah. Obviously, at the time of recording, what are we like, half four uh, on yeah. Sunday? Um, the Qatar uh, Grand Prix, which is only the... I didn't realise. It's only the second time we've ever raced at Qatar.
1: Um, I did. Th- I did think it was a bit unusual. I can't remember the last time
0: it wasn't last year was it it was 2021 i think yeah. the first race i don't know why we missed it last year maybe covid um but the, it was a new addition to the calendar and i didn't realize but the track in Lucille, i think it's called it's only about about a mile or so from the world cup final ground as well oh, okay um, uh, yeah anyway um Going back to to uh, the race, actually, that, that, that it will take place at half past six this evening. So we're a couple of hours uh, away from the actual start of the race that Max Verstappen will start on pole. However, we might as well start with the big Formula One news from the weekend, which is that Max Verstappen is the 2023 World Drivers' Champion.
1: Yeah, a bit of anti-climate. I mean, I thought... Tricky. I mean, what, what we've got six six races left after tonight. And yeah, that, that's 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 a lot of points in this day and age. It's you know, it's 150 points. That's some attainable leap, but then I thought with the way he's dominated, I thought they've had it probably earlier in the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's he's earlier in the season. I mean, Red Bull have won all but one race. Um, obviously, with Singapore being a complete write off for them and where Carlos, yeah, won. For Ferrari, um, I think Max has gone largely unchallenged once you get past kind of Azerbaijan. Um, yeah. Perez Perez put up quite a challenge, and I did think that even though it was going to be a Red Bull constructors all year long, I think that we all thought that the only person that could stop Max Verstappen would be Perez. Um, yeah, he won a couple Perez... of early races, especially both street circuits. Um, Perez is still second in the. Standing, he is he is and which is amazing because he's had such a run of form over the past few races going out exactly yeah crashing out yesterday um, in the sprint um really poor singapore as as did red bull but uh, or both of red bull cars but it's still a, a pretty good position for him to be in but i just think that Red Bull try and extract as much performance. And, and, and if, they've, if they score 600 constructor points, they want to score 700 the next year. So,
1: yeah. Now, here's a fun fact for you then. Do you know the last time that Red Bull took a 1 2 in the world title? Driver's title? No. Never.
0: 2000.
1: And... Never. 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 Oh. Okay. So, yep. even, even back when, you know, Vettel was dominating and, and you know, Danny Rick was there and, th- you know, things like that and Max on previous world tiles, they've never taken a one-two i did not know that i did not know yeah that. i th- thought that was an interesting one because because of how much they have sort of you know three on the bout you know lewis has had it where nico's been second or you know and vice versa when nico won it lewis was second
0: but yeah red bull have never taken a one-two in the driver's title oh i did not know that no yeah, I think, anyway. I think Red Bull deserve it this year. I think they have built an unbelievable rocket ship. And I know it's it's not fantastic for Formula One when you've not got people fighting or, or two different teams fighting for the constructors and the drivers championship. However, yeah. we still have seen some 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 battles for second, third, and fourth, and it is all to play for in second, third, and fourth. Um, there's McLaren, there's uh, Mercedes and Ferrari, but there's also Aston Martin and McLaren, and obviously. I was extremely excited as a big McLaren fan um, and a Lando fan, but now sort of converted to Oscar a little bit as, as they 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 had um, a cracking uh, result yesterday, which saw Oscar Piastri win his first event in Formula One. Obviously, it was a sprint race, so it, it, they didn't have the grand podium and the, the celebrations, and it was only worth eight points. But Oscar Piastri. Uh, sorry, former uh, Renault Euro Cup champion, a former Formula Three champion, and a former former Formula Two champion, which is super easy to say. Um, <laughs> he won his first event before Lando, who's been in Formula One for years. And I think he is definitely one to watch. Um, and I really, really hope McLaren do all that they can to continue to v- develop that car. Do, have- do you think the <laughs> race pace that it had yesterday?
1: Do you think then that that is a something against Lando, or do you think it's just now they've got a more competitive car? It's been not not potluck because that's not fair on Oscar, but you know for the last sort of four years now, Lando, yeah, for that, that Lando, you know that Lando and George Russell sort of era. I think, you know,
0: yeah. Sorry, I I I I, I think twenty twenty. Did we have a series in 2020? I can't remember. Uh, t- Certainly 2021 to 2023, it's been dominated by the Red Bull and the Mercedes battles and those two have yeah. been top of the tree. And then in, in the last two years, it's certainly been Red Bull running away with it while Mercedes struggle. Um, I think it has been a challenge for Lando to, um, because McLaren haven't been They've not been a, they've been a top midfield team, but they've not been super pushing. But I think t- since since uh, the British Grand Prix this year, that car has just got better and better. And for Oscar Piastri, who's in his rookie season, to main t- pull out and maintain a two point two second gap ahead of Max Verstappen in that Red Bull is is extraordinary.
1: Yeah, he's, he's the first rookie in X amount of years to pick up a pole and things like that, but. Is, is it reflective of Lando's ability or is it a little bit now they've got a good car is we judge them off now sort of thing, the last sort of six, you know, six, seven races. Yes. And in, in that time, don't get me wrong, Oscar's probably had, you know, he's picked up a pole. He's got the sprint race. Lando's probably performed a little bit better in qualifying, even though that they've had a couple of two threes out of each other. But is is it fair to judge them against, you know, Lando, he, he was visibly upset, visibly yeah, yeah. happy for, for for the team, but upset for his own situation. You know, that's yeah.
0: no. I think let's judge them from now. Let's judge them. We've we've got a few races left of the season. That car is absolutely fantastic. It's got great race pace. Um, And they've clearly got a good, healthy relationship between them. So it's not going to turn kind of sour, I don't think. And Lando throws all of his toys out of his pram. But I think, let's judge them from now. Really pleased for Oscar. So how did the
1: sprint race go? Uh,
0: The sprint race was exciting. I mean, we had three safety cars in 19 laps, which was crazy. We had um, the two rookies again, uh, Logan Sargent um, and, remind me of the other one, Liam Lawson. Liam Lawson, thank you. Uh, both crashing out, unfortunately. And it's one of those tracks where um, lap uh, lap time deletions for track limits is one of the big issues. But also, if you do go up, they're quite deep gravel traps. Um, yes. So you automatically do generally get a safety car. Uh, and then we had a three-way crash between uh, three cars on sort of the 12th-ish lap, um, which kind of set... George Russell's race uh, like the tone down for George Russell's race he was on yeah. soft tyres the soft tyres had completely gone uh, Max overtook him and it was kind of like a straight fight it's for first uh, between uh, Oscar oh, and Verstappen which obviously we know he he maintained the lead um, but it's also some interesting battles between Carlos Sainz and Hamilton as well it was really enjoyable sprint um, to be honest with you um, on a track that i that didn't wasn't supposed to have overtaking opportunities, but clearly did. Yeah, I think. Do you think we'll get the same sort of excitement tonight, or do you think Max starting in pole—that's kind of it. Well, this is interesting. So this race, I've heard, d- depends whether the te- what what the teams want to do. Maybe McLaren go hard than medium. I don't know, but um, and Haas could probably do that as well. But this. Track is a minimum. They say three stopper because of the tyre deck on the front left. The heat, the heat, yeah, heater, the heater yeah. and the tyre deck on the front left. So I think it will be a race where we focus more on the tactics and the tyres than we do on uh, an undercut, and than we do on 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 kind of overtaking and and pushing and and. Trying to trying to get around somebody or whatever. I think we need to focus on not weeks. I'm not. I'm just going to watch it. But <laughs> yeah. T- yeah. tactics, tactics, and, and tyre strats and undercutting, and overcutting. They're, they're going to be the main
1: talking points of tonight. Can't wait for the six o'clock race start. Football, pretty not quiet, but but nothing sort to of untoward. Man United losing two one to Brentford. Um they scored twice in added on time. Scott McTominay again. He he likes he sort of when he scores for United, scores twice, always after the 90th minute kind of thing. So um I think the the two games in the championship really that stood out, Sunderland versus Borough, that's quite a big game this year. Borough playoffs last year, bit poor this year, but Borough won 4-0 away from home against Sunderland, who received a very weird red card in the first half the, the so an incident happened a player completely off the ball must have said something 20 25 yards away from the referee and he got a straight red for it so how he heard or knew it was him was beyond a, a lot of people and then ipswich again up from league one last year beat preston 4-2 who preston have been doing very well ipswich are absolutely flying this season and then Managerless Sheffield Wednesday, bottom of the league against the former manager, um, Darren Moore at Huddersfield. Drew 0 0. They've got three points, the seven adrift of safety at the bottom of the Championship. Wednesday are in absolutely turmoil. There's been a few managerial casualties this, this week, with Wednesday being one of them. Uh, Gillingham sat there, manager who for all intents and purposes, are doing quite well in the league, but not one in his last three. So, imagine not—you know, not winning three games or within three games, and then that's your job. You know, that's a lot of managers out there that could probably. About at some point in the season, about twenty teams of each league out of the twenty-four in the in the lower leagues, yeah, don't don't win for three games, and you know, you're sacking your manager for for that. It seems really. Obscure, yeah. Chelsea manager would be quaking in his boot, <laughs> <laughs> he'd have been, he'd have been gone in July, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, there was a really interesting fact actually, and um, it, it null no voids it because they beat Fulham um midweek, but um, or well, last last week, um, up until then, the last time they'd beaten a team that played in the top 15 of the Premier League it had been it had been over a year, and it was Spurs that they'd beaten previously. So it's been over a year since they'd since they'd had a uh, they'd beaten a top fifteen side. So they'd only beaten the bottom five teams in the league, and at this point they'd had four different managers. Wow! But then they beat Fulham last week, who were thirteenth in the league. And then, and then, the, I mean, they picked up a decent result yesterday. Actually, it was about time they the uh, the away at Burnley after being one 0 down. They came back and won four one. Yeah. So, um, and then Brighton Liverpool today two two uh, at Brighton, which I think is a yeah good result, decent actually. result for both teams. Yeah, with where they're at at the minute. So, um,
0: we've also had some Champions League action uh, on Tuesday. We have couple massive- of. Or- on- Couple of big games that I want to point out. Get the, the the first one and the lesser one was probably Galatasaray beating Manchester United three two. Yes, but, and and, and Lens beating Arsenal two one. And Lens beating Arsenal, I forgot about that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the big juicy story from from the night was Newcastle probably dominating is the right word. PSG four one, and it wasn't a soft PSG team. No.
1: They had Akeemi, they had Donoramu, um, Dembele and Bappe. You know, they had the big boys out. Yeah. I think this is massive kudos to to Eddie Howe and what he's what he's building at Newcastle.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's it's um I think they're on a, a like a snowball effect. It's like a momentum train, isn't it? Like they're, yeah. they're hyped up from the new owners and um, they've they've obviously got a lot of attention on them now, and they've had a, a, they, they're not doing too bad. I can't. I think they're like sixth in the league or something like that. Just yet. but then lost. To, they drew with West Ham today. Um, yeah, just just one point behind West Ham or something. So they've got a momentum behind them, but you know the passion for the tune. So yeah, it,
1: we look to have all bar one team the quarterfinals of the Rugby World Cup absolutely confirmed. South Africa beat Tonga this week. New Zealand beat N- Namibia 73-0. France beat Italy 67. And I think... That's, that's a big result. Yeah, we have to look back to the Six Nations where them, those two teams played each other. and Italy, they, they lost, but I can't remember the exact score, but it went close. Um, which is why when New Zealand beat Italy by such a scoreline yeah, last week as well, it was a bit unusual Because of how close France they ran France and France beat New Zealand. So, Um, Wales beat Georgia 43 19. That secured top spot for Wales. England very, very unconvincingly and underwhelmingly beat Samoa 18 17. Some iffy moments in that game where uh, Owen Farrell. Let the, they've now got a shot clock in rugby just to speed the game up. So if you get a penalty, you get a minute to set the penalty, and he let it get to zero before he kicked the ball. Um, so he kicked it because it was so close, but he didn't get counted because he would let the timer run out.
0: Yeah, which is fair. I mean, I've seen. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. It was. I think maybe it was the Wales game. Actually, like one of the first Welsh games, it they kicked it with one second to spare. I'm thinking, he's got sixty seconds to kick the ball just kick the ball you've done it a million times.
1: there's this there's, there's some there's some though where it used to happen and people would tell like in 90 seconds to 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 play the ball so it was yeah. a bit unfair so and then samoa had a try chalked off after the kick because they went back and it was a bit of a dubious one should they be you know what usually score a try have a look at it kick you know kick at goal off you go and they kind of came back so it's a little bit unfair but Ireland beat Scotland last night, 36-14. And then today, the big one for me, Japan-Argentina saw Argentina run out 39-27 and victorious. You've got Tonga, Romania, Fiji, Portugal tonight. Now, all barring an absolute miracle, Fiji should beat Portugal, convincingly, you know. So that would leave the quarterfinals looking like Wales versus Argentina. Which is lucky, because potentially you could have had a Wales-England quarter. Yes. Well, when you look at... So, the half of the draw... So, technically, the draw looks like this. France versus South Africa. Ireland versus New Zealand. And then you've got Wales-Argentina. And then England versus probably Fiji. If not, a very poor Australian side. So... I count my lucky stars that, that Wales are in that half of the draw. Because if we're in the other half of the draw, that would be the end of our tournament. We're not beating France, South Africa, Ireland or New Zealand on their day. So, very exciting. See what happens tonight with Fiji Portugal. I think it's going to go one way. But then, next week is the big one. Boxing. There was a fight last night at Sheffield Arena. It was Lee Wood against Josh Warrington from Leeds. Josh Warrington, two-time world champion, fantastic boxer. Absolutely knocked 10 bells out of Wood for the first six rounds. And then in the seventh round, Wood knocked Warrington out. So mm-hmm. it's that old, everyone's got a plan to get punched in the face. Wood lost his plan, but punched him in the face. And that end of the fight, it's it's a bit back to about losses for Warrington. He's lost, so he went thirty and zero, and then he's he's lost three times in the last five, with one of them being a draw. So he's, th- he's only thirty two. I can't see him getting many more world title fights now. I think he's had he's had, he's had a ludicrous amount of title fights, you know, defending his titles. But I, I do think that is it for him at the top of the game. England lost by nine wickets to New Zealand in the World Cup one day world cup um absolutely battered by new zealand in fairness and they play bangladesh this week who they beat in the warm-up by the duckworth lewis method so yeah it would be interesting to see how that pans out because i think england should be going far into that tournament but again absolutely battered by new zealand um is a bit of a worry for them but yeah um. i'm I'm looking forward to next week with the rugby. That's that's the big one for me. We obviously, you know, we, we celebrated the European Ryder Cup. We've had some decent football midweek. So this, this week's rugby has been a little bit unconvincing, if you like. It's not been too much going on. A lot of teams are already, you know, qualified. So I think going into next week where... The rugby's got a bit more hanging on it. there'll be a lot more going on around the rugby. It'll be interesting. it will be interesting yeah any talking points from yourself around i mean you you spoke about newcastle beating p s g any other sort of big talking points that sort of you found at the weekend that this week or
0: not, was that, not that really out. not that jumps out at me i've been i'm not caught a lot of sport this week um I'll tell you what has happened that's sort of gone under the radar a little bit.
1: Um, Birmingham City have sort of... the Well, there's two things, actually. Birmingham City beat West Brom um, Friday night. There was um, a dubious red card that looked absolutely horrific where it looked like the referee gave a penalty over absolutely nothing. And... It didn't make any sense because you, you couldn't see why he gave it. But he, it turned out the um, West Brom player had thrown in this massive two foot challenge. you got it was really horrible in fairness. But have you seen, and I would advise probably not, that Basham, the Sheffield United captain's ankle?
0: Oh, yes, Christ, yeah. Have you seen how it happened? No. I've only saw a still. It was like on the
1: mirror. Yeah, so he's, he's effectively down a wing. He's gone. He's crossed the ball sideways, and it's just how he's planted his foot. And it's just completely... Now, I dislocated my knee in a similar way. No challenge, no nothing. It wasn't a tackle. There was no collision. Just twisted and dislocated my knee. And he's done that and completely and utterly snapped his ankle.
0: Yeah.
1: But but back to Birmingham City. Wayne Rooney, who has been managing over in America at DC United, he was linked with the Birmingham job earlier on this week. But Birmingham have still got a manager in John <laughs> Ustache. Well, Rooney left his job this morning. So Wayne Rooney's left DC United by mutual consent. So I think we can see him getting his first i want to say proper gig you know he's done a little bit of uh, stepping in at uh, I think it was everton wasn't it and, and things like that but i think we can see his first proper managerial gig in the uh, in, in the football league frank lampard nearly returned to football this week but um he got the, the he well, uh, I don't know what it is. He, he was linked with the Rangers' job, but they very quickly dismissed it, dismissed the, the links. So, um, he, he's not going to be there. So, oh, Brody, I've got a question
0: for you. <laughs> go on, just, just, just touching on Lampard. So, who do you think? So, I've grown up, um, I've grown up watching like the OG Manchester United teams, and I've watched grown up, watch like Paul Scholes and Giggs, and uh, like the likes of Lampard and Gerrard, and and Vidic and Ferdinand and all these people, and some yeah. of these people have moved, have retired, and, and like Rooney's going to um, manage in, and he didn't do great at certain clubs, and he's moved over to America. and The question, the question is, which out of the kind of OG kind of two thousand to 2013, 14, out of all of those big name English players that that have played in the Premier League during the during my sort of childhood. Which do you think's been the most successful, either punditry, p- punditry, or managing, or just well? I don't know. Going over to America and buying a, a stake in into Miami and having a really well, that's, wife that, that's, that's yeah.
1: That and that and that for me is where it is. I think I think he has been the most successful. But I think that I think a lot of that is non. Even though he he's got the stake in Manchester in, in, into Miami, I think he's had the most success. But a lot of it's been away from the football. Yeah. Um, but I think if he was to sort of stay within that, um, I mean he, he did an absolutely terrible job, terrible job in Spain. But I think Gary Neville, because Yeah. He's he's become a very well respected pundit. Um, him and Carragher have have a lot of good banter about it, but he he doesn't you know, if United play badly, United play badly, and he calls them out for that, and they should be doing better. Roy Keane's done okay when he managed up at Sunderland and Ipswich, and um Steven Gerrard. Again, he went to Rangers, he won the league, but it's a two—you know—it's two-horse race. He went to Villa and did absolutely awful, so he's not really got back into football yet. So, uh, and Lampard did, again did okay at Derby. I think he got stitched up at Chelsea. But it just seems that Neville had a go at the managing thing, doesn't enjoy it, didn't do very well in all fairness. Him and Phil Neville just sort of joint did it. Um, They own Salford City. Okay. Um, They're a Salford football club. And I think from a punditry side, I think...
0: Yeah, I, I'd have to say Neville. Um... I, I tell you, I do like watching. Uh, and I think it's on, I to be honest with you, I only ever see it on TikTok. I've never seen it on actual telly. I think it's CBS, so it might be American. But uh, it's like Peter jo- Drury and, and Kate Abdo, but Mika Richards and Jamie Carrier. <laughs> yeah. The, connect, the, the like, chemistry that those yeah. two have is absolutely fantastic. I mean, I love Mika Richards anyway. Uh, yeah. But no, I, I think I think like he's pretty pretty funny as well, obviously. He is, yeah. He does. He's done a couple of
1: seasons on League of Their Own. Yes, and, he has. Uh, I've really enjoyed that. And uh, if 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 you've enjoyed them, Sky. It was on Sky Atlantic or just Sky Max or whatever it's called now. Sky One, I know as. But um, Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher did a, a, and Roy Keane did the overlap tour, which is like their podcast, and they've done a tour. So they've done. A night in Manchester, night in in Liverpool, and night in Ireland. Yeah, um, for the three, and they do like things when they're there. They they have, they have sailed Anfield. They've um, they go to like their their clubs when they were kids and stuff. And it's that that's really good, really funny, really worth a watch. But yeah, so you. So are you saying Micka like,
0: Richards then? Yeah, I'm not saying most successful, but I enjoy watching but, Mika Richards. Yeah, but I was just yeah. about to say, when you mentioned League of Their Own, like when they've done League of Their Own go on holiday. Um oh. like, I know this is a sports podcast, but I like I like that kind of uh, and like uh, set where it's like Gino, Gordon and Fred or whatever do food. Yeah. Or whatever. Like when, yeah. they, when they used to go with Ramesh Ranganathan and Rob Beckett, and they used to take like Mika Richards with them and they used to bring in... Um, I don't even know like that big comedian I don't even know what it is but like I just oh, enjoy Tom that Ken kind of Davies. yeah yeah. Just, yeah just yeah. just to be able to see people like you see them playing football and stuff and that's it you turn your telly off but yeah to see them like having banter and, and the, for these guys the fun, great crap. I think the funniest
1: person that they bring in, without a shadow of a doubt, is uh, Patrice Evra.
0: I was literally just about to say <laughs> the same thing, Patrice Evra. I remember it was yeah. like, they were picking teams and Romesh was like, Patrice, do you want to be on my team? He's like, no, 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 thank you.
1: Yeah, it's, um yeah, really funny. That is a, is a really good... Um I, I love seeing him. Absolutely love seeing him. So, yeah, it's... Uh, no, it's a nice one we'll, uh, we'll We'll think of something to put a bit of a chat to for next week as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, just to round off the episode as well. I've literally just flashed up on my phone that the FIA have um, enforced a three-stop race this evening, so that will be very interesting. enforced.
1: Why though if you if you if you, if you cut the ability to edge life out of your tires?
0: I think I, d- I don't know. I to be honest with you, I've not clicked on it because I'm, uh, I'm recording on on the device that I'm uh, that it flashed up on. But the I I, I could only assume the degradation of the tires would be at risk of complete failure. Well, and yeah,
1: and that and and we've seen that you know was it Silverstone a couple of years ago when um, a couple of tires went and Lewis got a punch on the final lap but managed to maintain his lead exactly. Yeah. So no. Well catch us next week where we will be looking at that race